we're having open door <coughs> studio day since it's 11.45 in the morning on a Saturday. This is an episode... You say that like this wasn't your choice. It's my choice. It was my choice. It's always your choice. Yes. I just show up. Yes. Yes, but as we talk... And try not before, to complain. I am... I am. What do you have to complain about? This is a wonderful... This is especially this movie. This is a wonderful movie we're about to cover. I, I think the best part about this is uh. that two... Essentially, two episodes ago, we were shitting on one of my most beloved movies being Star Wars. Yes. Okay, so we, we just shit all over Star Wars for, you know, two it, hours. No, we, I don't think we... No, I mean, we blew some no. kisses during it, but we were shitting all over it. Come on, seriously. That's what, we, that's what we do. That's what we do. You know, and then last week, you didn't even finish watching the damn movie. I had no idea that you had never seen Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I had no idea going into the episode, because this the, the concept of the show was supposed to be movies that... You know, we enjoyed as kids. So yeah. the fact that you had never seen it kind of, you know, blows that out of the water. But at the okay. same time, it was just like I just, I just assumed everybody had seen it. It was a listener request, so it's fine. You, it, it was a listener request. Do I look at it? So it's okay. No, no, no. It's, it's all good either way. I don't give a crap. I mean, who, who, what am I doing this for? I'm here just to talk. You're here to talk and hang out, right? So now we come to this week where <laughs> we're watching. Just a shit fest of a movie that we're going to blow (laughs) so much love towards. I mean, literally, I I mean, other than pulling down, you know, Hulk Hogan's spandex pants and blowing them, that's pretty much the best review you're going to ever get for this movie is going to come from the two of us. Yes, it will. And it's, it's fine. That's fine. We've it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We've destroyed lots of decent movies. Like Halloween, we, we annihilate it. Yes, and I love Halloween. It's my favorite horror movie. It was funny how like we started out with Predator, but you saw, like, and that was the first movie we ever did, and you saw us kind of already <laughs> start crapping on certain parts of it. Like, I think the, the thing that set everything off was a scene in Predator when they invade <laughs> the... The camp. The, the camp? <laughs> Which was like five, 10 minutes into the... Yeah, I get, what, what was the line, though? I, I, I guess. It was, it was something where the, we made fun of the fact that they were killing the same six people over and over again. Yeah, but he says something. Stick, 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 around, stick around. Stick around. or Because or, he throws the knife through the guy, and he, and he's, and he throws him, and he yeah. bounces <laughs> up against the wall. And it's something like... And it amazes me out of all the actors. We have not done a movie with Tom Hanks, which is one of my favorite actors through the 80s. And yet we're doing our second Jesse Ventura movie. <laughs> I mean, what yeah, the hell I, does yeah. that tell you? Yeah. And we have another one in the queue with The Running Man. <laughs> yes, we do. I mean, essentially, we're doing Jesse Ventura's entire catalog. Yes, we are, because we appreciate what Jesse Ventura has com- contributed to the cinematic universe. Is someone here? Is someone this good? Yeah, there's. Uh, I can't see if that's your daughter or it's not. It's probably my daughter. My daughter has arrived, so she she was uh, over her uh, my mom's house while Nick and I were up all night with my teething six month old. So that was awesome. That's why I'm running on fumes. And that's just and that was like compounded by the night before. <laughs> compounded by the night before. You know what's ironic? Here's ironic. We're about well, to do. Well, you kids would get some sleep. Yeah, we can't. Instead of banging all night, <laughs> throwing out kids left and right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus Small Christ. Small army we're producing. Well, that's funny because it, as much as you complained about, you, well, you didn't complain about it, but as much as I you know, would tell you about having kids so quickly one after another, mm-hmm. 
like I did, and then you basically did the exact same yes. thing that I did. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's ridiculous. So you feel my pain. Sp- special shout out to Brian Griffiths, who just announced they're having their second kid. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. But they're a little bit sp- spaced apart. So Yeah. I, I had, the only thing I ever see from him is when he is basically complaining about the Orioles. Yes, which is almost well, wait, nonstop. Wait the season starts. The good thing is, though, Brian is, is completely forgotten about the joys of babyhood. So he's going to go right, dive right back into, to, you know. That shitstorm. Yeah. And yeah. I think. Literally, know, it's a shitstorm. Yeah, forget I mean, about that. Seriously, if you put the kid up on a fan, it would just be storming shit yeah, through yeah, the room. The entire time, yeah. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, so before we get the no holds barred uh-huh. and put chapstick on, Pet Cemetery. I did go back and watch a little bit of it. I, I afterwards. Did, afterwards. Afterwards. And the the no fair thing that's, I that's what I'm about to comment on. I, I was about to comment <laughs> on that. Jesus, I was, I was dude. About to Let me close it. Oh. it is so vicious. It is so vicious. Can't hear you. Gotta be on here. You know oh what? You know what really got me about that scene was the fact that he was—he still looked like a kid. It, it, it was, was a kid. It was a great actor. Yeah, but there was like no zombie effect to him or anything like that. He still looked like. Oh, I, me, I kind of you could you could definitely tell they put some makeup on that they kid. Did, they well, did. It, it's definitely he had some like circles under his eyes. They kind of blacked really? out. It, it was light. Because he's, you still got to keep in mind that it's like a three or a four year old playing the part yeah. that you had to, you couldn't like cake makeup on him. But it was, it, it still looked like a kid, and then he gets stabbed with the needle, and he's just like, no fair. And then he stumbles <laughs> off. He, yeah, he stumbles off. It's it's just it's vicious. brilliant acting, and it's yeah, vicious. Oh, it's, it really it's, is it's, for a four year old to be able to do brilliant that. Acting is just in. Just blew my mind. Yeah, I, I did. But it is. It's harsh, dude. It's harsh. And I told you it was harsh. It was harsh. Yeah, I didn't. But it did become less. I mean, I hope you didn't go back and watch the funeral scene. No, but, no. Um, I skipped you, over that part. You know, it became less harsh than the accident and then the funeral, and then you get into what I feel was more horror, but more comedic too. I mean, it, yeah. it's it just wasn't just in your face like I'm going to beat you with a mallet yeah, type har. I agree. I and agree that. and that was the whole thing. It, it was palatable. Now, I mean, if he had like had some kind of crazy ass scene where he's literally bashing his kid's head in or something uh, like that. I mean, it would have been so far over the top you yeah, couldn't watch it. But him stumbling on I just you just feel so just, ugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he to not learn his lesson and immediately try to do it with his wife yeah. is just you want him to die. Mind blowing. Yeah, but you but you can see where it's madness. It's just complete it's and total madness at that point. He has nothing left to live for. Cause he, he the the daughter who we can't stand through the whole movie is not even on his mind. Yeah. Doesn't he doesn't give two it. shits. I, and and I, apparently in the why. new movie it's the daughter that dies. Oh really? I think they may only have one kid in the new movie. It's not clear. I, but it definitely know. looks like it's the daughter that dies in the yeah. it, in the trailers I've seen. Um, and it it looks a little more formulaic as a horror movie okay. so than not, this one did. I, I rarely get to the movies now. I um, don't either. I, it's very rare now. As much as I love movies, it's just the cost factor 
and the benefit factor, and yeah. the the cost outweighs the benefit. It's and plus nowadays the movie comes out like two weeks after it gets released on theaters. You have like these sixty inch. Most of the bigger movies are still in the theaters yeah. when they're on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, they're on Blu-ray, and you can just. Why would you go to the movie theater? <clears throat> I think you're right. I don't know why do you want to spend even. Okay, first off, going to a movie by yourself is unless you're a critic. It just doesn't feel right. You always want to go with someone. If you go by yourself, it feels... You, you, I kind of feel uncomfortable. <sighs> That's just my opinion. But if you're going with somebody else, in essence, you're talking about 20 bucks for tickets and 20 bucks for concession. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, that's insane. It's insane. If you think about it's it, when insane. I could stay at home, watch the same shitty movie, it's yeah. a flip of a coin, whether it's good or not. Right. You know... So it has to be something special. It has like, to be. Okay, every Marvel movie that's come out. I saw the original Iron Man when it came out in theaters because at the time, the MCU didn't really exist. Speaking of which, next or next movie. Yes. But then after that, it was less and less that I went to the movies and saw them. The only ones I go to now are the Avenger movies. The Avenger movies because they're... I guess bigger production wise. More or less, it's kind of like right. the the whole cast getting together. And honestly, the way it looks that this next Avengers movie is going to be mostly Captain Marvel, I might not even go to that. If it is, then I'm not going <clears> to that. Because, you know, I have not I, heard uh, very much good about yeah. Captain Marvel. Well, unless you're with the SJW media. No, no, I mean no. The, even the shit that they're saying, just like, it, it, they played it down, and it's just like they played down what the money he, that that movie was supposed to make. The movie was initially supposed to make 180 million dollars, mm-hmm. so that was even a low estimate because most Marvel movies make 200 million dollars in the opening, opening weekend, weekend yeah, except that, yeah. at least for the last two years. Right prior to that, they made less, but and and you can't count Thor: The Dark World because that was a piece of garbage. That that was that was the worst movie worst. ever made in the MCU. I mean, it's just horrible. Um, so, oh. but. These, you know, when they they came, then they dropped it down to like eighty million. Yeah. So from one eighty down to eighty, and then because it made a hundred and fifty million, which it's actually yeah, it was right around one hundred and fifty million the first weekend. Oh, how great! It's the box office smash hit. It's like okay, first off, this year has sucked for movies. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been any movies that have made any money at all Mm -hmm. this year, and it's for good cause. I do you remember a single one? No. They've all been shit. Uh, no, I have not. I don't know. So, you know, this is the first big blockbuster hit of the year, and it made 150 Now, it made, f- you know, almost half a billion worldwide, but that's pretty much, you know, par for the course nowadays. Right. So, you know, on these big MCU movies. So, it, essentially, I'm not impressed. It's $150 million. I, I I had no desire to. They're just going to ruin it. Phase after this movie, it's Marvel's finished. Because it may be. It may, just, but see, I heard that they're already back trying James to gun. Yeah, they did. James Gunn's back on Guardians of the Galaxy, so I guess all I think I don't think he should have been fired. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it's I, amazing. It's amazing. I know what his jokes would probably offend, offend you offended me personally you know, but that doesn't but dude seriously I, you I, think that he should have been fired because I, he made offensive jokes I, if you no look, i'm asking you go right back now and look at my twitter no i do not so there you go i mean of all the people i know 
you and my parents would be the people that were the most offended by those jokes. I was really offended. But I don't, you know, it's clear cut that this guy should not have been fired because he made bad jokes 10 years ago. I mean, seriously, it, it, you know, and I'm all for the most offensive shit that you can throw out the right. wall and see what sticks. I mean, right. it's just, and especially the time frame that it was done. So it didn't make any sense to me. But, yeah, it's a, I think it's a good idea that they hire him back. But if they add... Uh, uh, if they add Captain Marvel to Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a possibility because they're bringing in Adam Warlock, yeah. So then, what are you going to do? They overpowered Captain Marvel, <clears throat> what I understand too. She wasn't that. She was strong in the comics, but not that strong. No, and it, it, there was a really good YouTube video I watched the other day where they were comparing the new Captain Marvel, which yeah. is a joke yeah. in comics, to something that happened back in like 1980 something. Uh-huh where, you know, they had this really weird storyline where she was kind of raped. It was just a oh. really weird storyline, but it was really gripping. It was, it was really good. And then you, you see the shit that they put out today. It's like, how the hell does anybody read this crap? Yeah, yeah, whatever. So anyway, let's, let's get to the real let, thing, reason we're here this here week, since so. we wasted it, fucking 20 minutes talking about other shit. 14 minutes to be exact. Um... <clears throat> No holds barred. Wrestle- yes. We, so this, this, we're releasing this right around WrestleMania, which is a big deal for us. Um, I think it's no secret if you've been listening to us and the, 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 the hints that we've been dropping, we are big um, wrestling, wrestling fans. fans. I wrestled for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I was never in shape, too. And you were never in shape, too. Um, you know... Terry Balea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, holds a special part and I think, both you and I, our childhood. Um, it's a shame that I'm looking at those kids will never be able to experience Hulk Hogan. Um, Why not? Well, we got the WWE <laughs> Network, but not growing up and, you know, going, I mean, I remember going batshit, going to, what was it called, the Baltimore Arena back then? Yes. No, there was the no, Civic no, no. Center, the Civic Center. The Civic Center. The Civic right. Center. Going there to watch Hulk Hogan, I had the cheap Hulkamania headbands. Right. Um, just I remember those those days very fondly. I mean, he was... It was a very positive figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a very positive character. You know, <laughs> eat your vitamins, you know, drink your milk, eat your vitamins. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, it was everything... It was so clean cut. Yes, I mean he had, um, the, he had the, the which of the, course the when he turned around and had his turn in WCW. That's why it was so impactful and fantastic. Yes, because it was. We were of the age where we understood it as well. And yeah, it's like we were. We grew through the whole thing. Yeah, it was I mean, we awesome. as kids we had that that hero figure that existed that would you know work his way and overcome the odds. Yes. I mean, and we're going to get into it a little bit with the whole Zeus storyline through WWE. But just to throw it out there, Zeus just beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan until they finally got into the ring and had their match. Mm -hmm. And then you got to see Hulk Hogan get over. I mean, and that was something that you don't see very much of nowadays. It's always... You know, glad handing and quick turnaround, and everything has to have like yeah. There was no, there's no build up. It's, yeah, there's it, it's three ridiculous. Four week storylines, if that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not just Look talking about wrestling. in wrestling. I'm talking about in comics. I'm talking oh, about yeah. in instant somewhat in movies, but you know, there's just yes, the instant ADHD gratification society that we live in. Yeah, and, and everybody wants instant gratification. I I don't like that. Neither do well. I neither do I. Neither <clears> do I. So back in the back in the late '80s, Hulk Hogan had been world champion several times. He established himself. This was after Sports Illustrated uh, cover being the first rush on the cover. He was celebrated, uh, but he was already in his early 30s when he joined um, WWF after yeah. AWA and New Japan. So you know your body breaks down, you be on the road and doing other things. Um, you need to break. So Vince McMahon, who is the, was the owner of World Wrestling Federation at the time. And Hulk Hogan got together, and Hulk Hogan was going to take a break, and they decided, you know what? Uh, I need yeah, to come up. Hmm? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Here, up me, your... Uh, turn my gain up a little bit. Yeah, there, there you go. go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So they decided, you know, he's going to take a break, so let's, let's look at doing a movie. Let's do it. Vincent Mann always wanted to break into movies. If you listen to him... Yeah. He's, he I was, mean, he, was, he, he has gone as far as to say that wrestling was definitely his second love but it was it, he compared wrestling to making movies and it was always his dream to make movies yep so here they they had this opportunity um and with Vince McMahon self funding it and since you watched and listened to everything that I uh I did this week yes what's the name of the production company Shane Productions there you go Shane Productions Shane McMahon is son if you if you don't and follow the music wrestling, Oh, Stephanie music. <laughs> That's just funny. And we did use P- Bruce Pritchard's show as a background for us. Yeah, some we have the to, yeah, something to wrestle with with Bruce, Bruce Pritchard, Pritchard episode 29, I something think it like was. That. Yeah, just let's look at him. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. It's, if, you, if you guys want some additional listening, uh, yes. it's definitely worth it. And those guys have a really good podcast. back and forth. They do have a great body. And, and I think their, their episode was a bit more. Uh, the storyline intensive than the actual movie. We'll be doing the yes. Reverse. They they covered the they covered the entire movie in like ten minutes. Yeah. Um. Then they they talked more about the backgrounds into each of the characters. Yeah. And how. which which we're not going to get into all no. that. We they did much better job than we ever could. Speaking um, of which, I did watch that match last night from uh, SummerSlam. Yes. <laughs> okay. It was it was really bad. It was really bad. Barely. Did you watch the um, Survivor Series? Yeah. yeah, or the uh, the other one, the Steel Cage Just, match. I did watch that, but by that time, I, I was Because that one's actually on my Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, it should be, because it was like the pay-per-view. They had the match and the movie. Yes, yeah, you're right. And that was the movie, and the match. Yeah, which no. was I, I not good. I, you know... <laughs> it's a lot of not good. Yeah, but thank God he had Randy Savage... He was one of the greatest all-time I, yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, but even Hogan, really. I mean, if, when you break down his wrestling years and years later, mm-hmm. especially with what the kids today do, uh-huh. it's just not good. It's, it really isn't good. Now, let me, let me, you're correct to a point. He wasn't a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. But what he had above everybody else was two things. He had charisma. Slash connecting with a crowd, 
and he knew how to tell a effing story. Oh, okay. The, I thought you were going to say the 24-inch pythons. That, too. And the 12-inch cock. And the thermos. <laughs> but I will say... Because those are the two things that you know he had. <laughs> I know. And I, I will say this. I will say one of the greatest matches of all time. One of the absolutely hands-down matches. Probably the, one of the matches where the, the crowd was electrified. You need If you had the WWF Network, if you don't, maybe you can find it somewhere else. But when Hulk Hogan wrestled The Rock... In Toronto, Canada, and the crowd changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And right there was a clinic. Yeah, because all the wrestlers nowadays, Hogan definitely couldn't wrestle by that point. No, he was doing his moves so slow that it was not nothing was believable about the move sets. Right. Yet the story was so damn good. It was fantastic, and both people walk out of it looking like. A million dollars. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it was one of those, you know, passing the torch type matches yes. that you see every once in a while. Every once in a while. And that's what they don't have these days. They don't have those wrestlers. I don't want to get into it too much. They don't have a Hulk Hogan. They do not. Uh, I, I think they came close with a Cena, but I, I, I know that there's the problem is, is they don't have the same audience either. No. The audience is not the same. Nope. Cena would have gotten over the same way Hogan got over back in the day, except for the fact that Cena started as a bad guy, which doesn't help. So did Hogan. Okay, you're right. You're right. But but by the time Hogan was Hogan, everybody completely forgot about it, which I I think I guess most people forget about Cena being a bad guy too. But it's just, I think... The difference is the audience, the, conge- the, the consumption of the wrestling mm-hmm. is different. I mean, you get I it. Agree. I agree. It's that. 24 hours. Right? If you're into wrestling, you can find oh. new content on a constant basis. The network. Uh, there, from there's that. too much content. But even in network. 2002, when Cena first came out, it, the, there was just so much content. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, yeah. And, and SmackDown. It, Raw, it was ridiculous. Saturday morning, um, Sunday Night Heat was still around, I believe. It but was the problem is that they ruined the main event. Yes. God, we're going way into wrestling and yeah, we let's, weren't supposed let's, to. Let's, yes. There is no main event. Every fucking match is the main Every event. Every match is the, There is no jobbers anymore. Every match is well, the main event. Well, there are jobbers, but the jobbers are supposed to be main event guys. Yeah. And people want them to do well. Now, that's the other problem. Like, the audience will not buy into what you're selling mm-hmm. unless they want to. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like the Roman Reigns shit right now. They did not want Roman Reigns. He goes away with cancer. He comes back. Now they're willing to accept him because Other of cancer. the personal thing. Yep. Not because of not because of him. Of him. No. Or because of WWE, but because of the personal strife. Yeah. And it's not, it's not going to last. No, it's going to wear... I mean, they'll get through WrestleMania. They'll get through maybe another month or two. And then he's just, it's just going to turn back into the yep. same thing. Yep, yep. And they're going to... The crowd's going to turn on them horribly. Yep. yep, 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 yep. Way bad. Yep. Like, you know, I hope your leukemia comes back type bad. It's going to get bad. It's going to be ugly, yes. MS, right. Not leukemia. I'm sorry. The, um... Anyway, I don't want to get too much. In the no, movies. no, no. But I'm just saying, it's just yeah, okay. it, the medium is different at this point. So let's 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 get the no holds bar. Yes, let's get the no. So 
So as I said, Hulk Hogan, um, Rainy Savage doesn't get a chance uh, with a, with the title. Hogan drops the title, uh, and and Hogan did have a little bit of experience beforehand in the movie scene because he was Thunderlips. Yes, Thunderlips and Rocky Two. Right, and uh, was it Rocky Two? No, it was Rocky Three. Rocky Three. Because I, it was the Mr. T one, which led to Mr. T going right, to WrestleMania. That's right, yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. So he was under Thunderlips. Um, so yeah. So. Um, so Vince McMahon decides to, to, to fund the movie, I think the tune of $5 million bucks. So it was a low budget at the time. Yes. They've, I've heard anywhere from 5 to $8, $8 million, million dollars, something so. like that, but who knows. So, but they did come up with um, uh, Hogan, and, and, I'm sorry, Hogan and Vince wrote, wrote the script together. <laughs> yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. And, but they did come up with a, a little bit of a, a decent cast for that. I thought the cast was pretty good. So, it's yeah. probably one of the best casts for a quote-unquote WWE films mm-hmm. movie. Yes. Uh, you know, there's I don't know of another cast that's that strong. Like, generally, you have, like, one big main WWE guy, maybe a couple other WWE guys show up, and then there might be one person one person who was like a b-movie actor like five years ago and this movie had you know had kurt fuller kurt fuller who went on to have a pretty you know pretty strong career pretty strong career uh you know david pame uh pamer or palmer uh he's what pretty well known as a he's kind of like a um what do they call that uh character actor Mm -hmm. so he shows up all over the place june severance Joan Severance, who had a couple of starring roles in the 80s. Uh, you know, you have her listed as a swimsuit model, and uh, she apparently was in Playboy twice. And was also in Red Shoe Diaries. Right. Okay. Uh, that's know. the uh, David Duchovny show, isn't it? I believe so. It was the late night HBO. You get to yeah, see her, some of her I, I never watched it. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Pure, you know, and she, innocent. Be- beautiful woman. <laughs> she just... <laughs> Drop dead gorgeous. Uh, Teeny Lister. Teeny Lister. Um, now, how, how Teeny Lister um, did have some prior movie experience. Yeah, I, I don't think he was in DC Cab. I think that was Mr. T that was in DC Cab. But he, he came, I think he had better, he had more exposure after this movie than he did before. I, it. I believe so. He started. But I think they, he was a football player that tried out to be a football player in the USFL and he and he didn't make it really Mm -hmm. so then he played a football player on first and 10 which was another late night HBO show Mm -hmm. uh not late night but it was a late night comedy show he was also uh the 82 division two shot put champion I had no idea Mm -hmm. um and then he went on to do Friday yeah Friday, uh, which is probably the role that he's best known for yeah uh, yes, sir. I don't know anything else that he was... I mean, he's been... Oh, Idiocracy. He played the president in Idiocracy. I haven't seen that one. Um, he's, he, he shows up here or there, wherever you need like a really big muscle-bound dude. He, that's where he kind of shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he could have done well in like a black horror movie. As the killer as in a, a black killer, horror yeah. movie. Yeah. I think he would have done well in a role like that, kind of like a, a Tyler Maine. Um, Tyler Maine is a, just another horror actor. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't remember any time that he actually did it. Hmm. Um, but I think it would have worked. Um, 
Especially when you look at the character that he plays in this movie, and then subsequently he plays the same role in WWE, of just like he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. No, um, it's very little dialogue, and whatever dialogue he does have, he's just yelling it. Just he's just like it's coming right out exactly, of his scrotum. Yeah. Yeah, it, is it is so yes, fucking over the top. Yes, <laughs> and then um, but you know, in Friday he. He plays a he plays a slightly different role, more of a comedic mm-hmm. role, but he plays this, the heavy in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, you know, he he's a likable guy. Well, he's a likable character, uh, but he's not a likable guy, from what I understand. Yeah, I'm just looking at this movie. <laughs> this is great. Oh, okay. So this is great. This movie. <laughs> this movie's going to be glorious to cover. All right. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, also so, listed Jim Johnston, Jim, who was the he did all the music for the movie, including the No Holds Bar theme. The song. No Holds Bar, which you'll hear on this show. No Holds Bar. <laughs> so Jim Johnston is like a famed WWE. He's back in the day. You heard all actually not just back in the day, but up until recently, most of the theme songs Jim Johnston was behind. But I got to be honest, dude. The theme songs back then. Sucked. They did. But I, they when I awesome. watch these, when I watch these matches with Hogan, mm-hmm. I was expecting I was a real American. No, they couldn't do that. And it wasn't I'm didn't. a real American. It was this sh- really, really shitty music that was hard. Now there are good ones, like the uh, Ultimate Warriors theme mm-hmm. song was great, and uh, uh, you know, of course, Randy Savage. But Randy Savage was stolen. I mean, yeah, that's that's lifted. A, that's well lifted, right? Lifted, yeah. Um, not, but it Randy Savage doesn't steal things. Well, no, I didn't mean he stole it. I mean that it was the music was stolen. Yes, it was but uh, <laughs> appropriated. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just fucking let's get to the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so No Holds Barred, starring Hulk Hogan. Not even his real name. Terrible. <laughs> it's great. Okay, this, <laughs> it has it has to be discussed. <laughs> This it really says Hulk Hogan. This this just <laughs> never made any fucking sense to me. Okay, Hulk Hogan plays Rip Thomas in the movie. So Terry Beloa <laughs> plays a character called Hulk Hogan, who is playing a character play called Rip Thomas. Uh-huh. Okay, Tiny Lister is playing a character called Zeus, who eventually wrestles for real in real life. <laughs> In the WWE. Then you have Mean Gene Okerlund. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura playing themselves yes. as WWE announcers. Yeah, they're, because they're, it is WWE it is a that World Rip Wrestling Federation. Yes. World Wrestling Federation. Thought that was curious. It was just, okay. Uh, then you had... Um, Remember, Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan. Wrote this shit. Or Terry right. Belia as Hulk Hogan wrote this shit. <laughs> and then you had... <laughs> Then on top of that, you had a bunch of other like wrestlers. It, well, I, I shouldn't say a bunch. It was at least three or three, three well, or four. Let's get to let's get to that. That show up. Yeah. That play characters in the movie. Let's let's get to that. So none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. So the movie opens up with with Rip Thomas coming out. Not Rip Thomas is Hulk Hogan as Rip Thomas. <laughs> Terry Belia as Hulk Hogan as Rip, as Thomas. Rip Thomas. He's coming out in white and blue. Um, to rip him, followed by he's coming down the scene because it's a wrestling match. World Wrestling Federation 
He's going to be wrestling. Well, the only reason white and blue is important is because Hogan's colors are yellow and red. Yeah, the complete opposite. And apparently they decided on white and blue because blue was America's favorite color. So Yeah, it was America's I favorite color. I had no color. idea, yeah, but okay. It's America's favorite color. So he was set to wrestle Jake Bullet, who was played by Bill Eady. Bill Eady plays Axe as part of Demolition, the greatest tag team of all time. In the WWE. In the WWE. Yes, the greatest tag team. Because when he played that character, which, no, he couldn't play that character somewhere else because Vince trademark. McMahon owns all the trademarks. Every trademark. On every name. He also owns the mortgages. <laughs> so, the, the big show's mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. So Rip Thomas is coming down. He's wearing his, his attire looks exactly like Hulk Hogan's attire. Like there's not there's not any distinction. Even nope. the shirt, even the shirt, even the, the rip, rip away shirt, even the rip away shirt with the with the holes in the back, the the rip them the rip em, uh, font is, the, is same. the same as the Hulkamania. Hulk <laughs> <laughs> the only, no the only difference is the colors. That's it. <laughs> and he's got a hand gesture. His sign, you know. Oh my God! He, which is so retarded tree. too. <laughs> Because it's not the hang loose, <laughs> and it's not the devil, devil horns. horns. A mixture of both. It's it's like the de- the second. De- it's like a broken devil horn. Can you see McMahon and uh, and uh, McMahon and Hogan or Terry Bollea played? <laughs> Hogan played by Terry Bollea in an office, thinking about this. Like we got a, he's got this rip him sign. So they had to. They're just fiddling with their hands for like a good thirty minutes until they come up with a stupid ass, and he flashes it throughout the movie. Like, whenever he's leaving a scene, he flashes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, and, he, and it's the most unnatural thing to do because it's not, it's just not a natural feeling to throw that out there. Like, yeah. you can throw the hang loose, that feels okay, and the devil horns feels okay, but then to curl the second devil horn does not feel okay. Doesn't feel, it's not natural. It's not natural. So, so Rip Thomas comes down. Um, Ventura, as you said, Ventura and Oakland are calling the match. Joey Morell is the referee. Joey Morell is uh, Grilla Monsoon's uh, son. Okay. Um, the tragic story there. We won't get into. Um, but there's, they have their wrestling match, um, and Rip Thomas ends up beating Jake Bullet with a double axe handle. Oh, like, my God. Because he sucks the wrestler. This so. is, the, this is the, the best part of all this, okay? Oh, there's a lot of best parts. One of the weakest moves in <laughs> wrestling is the leg drop okay it is one of the weakest moves and yet that is the finishing move for the hulk hogan character mm-hmm. he drops his he does a leg drop on top of his opponent throat. and then he gets the one two three across the throat it's better than john cena's five knuckle shuffle or rocks rock well, no, i'm sorry people's elbow okay sure except for the fact that the knuckle shuffle and the people's elbow was a setup move, not a finisher. John Cena did use the the actually I think uh, he had the he had the attitude adjustment, which was originally Rock, FU. The Rock beat Hulk Hogan with the people's elbow. It wasn't the Rock bottom; it was the people's elbow. Probably because Hogan couldn't take a Rock bottom. <laughs> no, he took it throughout the match. Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's surprising because generally he did not finish his matches with that. I know. I, I he, understand what you're saying. You usually finish it with the rock, rock bottom. But I don't give a shit. Okay. The point is, and none of this matters. The point is, the only thing that's weaker than uh, than a leg drop is a double axe hammer. 
I mean, I don't even know how that's effective in any... They don't do that move anymore because it's so fake looking. Did you know that Hogan used it as his finisher in Japan? He no. called the Axe Bomber? Nope. Yep. That was his no finisher. clue. That was his finisher in Japan was the Axe Bomber. Uh, was was, that, when was he in Japan before or 80, after? 80 to 85? No. It, was 80, it started in 80. He was there for a few years. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the only thing weaker than a leg drop is a double axe handle because it doesn't, it's not even literally, it looks like you're about to go kiss the guy and put your arms around him. I mean, it, there's no, it would have no effect on anyone ever, 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 ever. There'd be no good reason. It's kind of like Lister's finisher at the, in this movie, uh, Zeus's finisher, which he essentially takes his arms and he just, smashes them together, but it looks like he's literally trying to hug the guy's yeah, head, yes. and he's just smashing his arms well, together. Well, let's, let's get to those well, we parts. Haven't to we haven't gotten to that. <laughs> so, so uh, Hogan... It's I mean, still it's, wonderful. Thomas... I'm still not shitting on this. No. It's just what's Tom, Thomas and Edie have a great match. Yes. Uh, great match. Crowds... I don't know that you could say that, but it, okay. No, I, oh, I, I'm not... Yeah. Great. The crowd's hot. Meanwhile, in, there's a... You mean uh, Jake Bullet, not Jake Bill Eadie. Bill, sorry, whatever. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, there is a another television company, um, World Television Network. Yeah, that's a great name. World Television Network. <laughs> World. Seriously, again, McMahon and Terry and Hulk Hogan played. No, Terry Belia as Hulk Hogan came up with this script. So that's all you need to know. World Television Network Ugh. is watching this match. And uh, no, not just world television, the entire, entire executive, executive staff. <laughs> All 18 of them are in this room <laughs> with like, like 17 televisions. And what are we going to do? And Kurt Fuller, who is uh, Brell, who is the head of this world television network, is literally, he's like, and, it, and, he, and he great, he has like one of the greatest hairlines. It's yeah, like he he's got the Bill Murray hairline. Yep. And like his middle, middle of his hair is like just sticking straight up. He always looks like, he looks like he's always just like snorting a rail of cocaine. Like he just got done snorting five rails of cocaine. Yeah. And, and, and throughout his career, I am sure I haven't seen everything he's done. I do remember him playing kind of like a really, really dumb slash retarded guy in a movie. Mm -hmm. But other than that, he always played like a dick. Like yeah. William Atherton yes. always plays that dick character, and, it, and he's great at it. He is just over the moon great at it. <laughs> so hyped up, like you said. Like he's on, he, like he just snailed, you know, snorted five rails of fucking coke. Yeah. And he's ready to explode. Yeah, yes, he's it ready is to explode. So good. And he's ready to explode in those movies. He's stomping around that control room while the, his cronies are just watching this match. We need to get him on the network. We need to get him on the network. I guess there'll be no thunderous celebration here, huh? Not when you're last in the ratings. Again! I want that jockass on this network. 10 o'clock, tomorrow, boardroom. We need to get on the network. So the following morning, the following morning, because he, he, he's like, their television ratings are all low. He's, he's in the executive board meeting. And there's like three different long tables with all these different executives. And he's just berating each one of them. <laughs> like, give me an idea about what you have to say. And, of course, the woman goes first, and he just Think of uh, Bill Murray... 
in Scrooge. Scrooge. I, I thought the same exact thing. Now I find that every time this jockass decides to strip down to his sweet nothings and wallow around with some sweat hog, we eat it. So, Ms. Tidings. You survive my little purge. Reward my faith in you. <clears throat> I have taken the liberty of asking a writer to work up a high-concept sitcom. Next! Ms. Tidings, take a leak. It's, it's almost an identical scene. It's, and like none of these people have ideas. And throughout this scene, Fuller is using these terms like jackhole and <sighs> Jesus jackhole and wise eye. <laughs> jackhole, wise eye. And the best one, of course, yeah, being on. I can't even do is it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fucking worst. But it's, it's great. Ever. You can tell that McMahon and Hogan are terrible. Hulk Hogan played by no terrible jackass. Jackass. They thought about all these terms like we. Why? 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 The shit that they put in this movie, yeah. and then they like. I guess they were trying to avoid cursing. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. He calls him a jackass. 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 Not jackass. The jock which would have been fine. Yeah. It's a jackass. Right. I got to get this jock ass. He knew on the network. Yeah. And so this is what happened. So, so after nobody comes with an idea, Jesus he pulls up Christ. this poster of Ripham, Rip Thomas. Oh. He says, this is the only thing that's going to get us back in the ratings. We got to... Oh, yeah, because they're the worst in the ratings. They're the worst in the ratings. And, the, and the, all the executives are like, he's signed to a different network. But Brell's like, I'm going to have none of it. So he invites Rip Thomas. It's taking everything in my power to not say Hogan. Over his house. Yeah. So Tom, Rip... Shows up in a limousine, and this is where this movie just takes off. So yes, so so he has the meeting. Rip shows up with black and red spandex <laughs> outfit and cowboy boots to Brell's lavish home, and Brell is like, he's he's rolling the red carpet. I'm not going to give away anything that they talk about in something to wrestle with, but they definitely talk about this a lot, and it's. So fucking funny. It's, it's, but what I found amusing about it in the movie is, especially as a kid, mm. didn't even think about it. The fact that he shows up in like a full spandex yeah. outfit didn't even cut. Did, it no. didn't even occur to me that hey, why the hell is he showing up in a full right. spandex outfit to a business meeting? Exactly. He does it again later in the movie too. Exactly. Um, so he's trying to butter up Rip. You know, so I'll pay you whatever you want. Presents him this this uh, blank check and yeah. said, "Enter anything you want in there." Yeah, because that would happen. Because because that would happen. A billion dollars, right? For a station spot run out of a run of a freaking yeah, that's in trailer. last place, last that, place. That, that wouldn't have any ad revenue whatsoever. So then Rip says, "Rip's big thing is he's loyal." And he says, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not." And that's when Brell all of a sudden loses it. And he starts man and trying to manhandle Rip. What do you mean? No, like he's like touching poking, poking Rip. And it's like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? I'll be honest, dude. Like Hogan 
never looked as good uh-huh. as he did in this movie. Like, no. especially later when you see him in that, and he's he's wearing, like, the, the tight yeah. uh, spandex underwear. Yeah. And he is ripped in this role. Well, he did gain 20 pounds. He's never looked like that any other way, he, any other time. He gained 20 pounds. Worked out a lot, didn't he? <laughs> uh, it was ridiculous. So, so he ends up tearing up the check. I think he shoves it up Brel's ass or something. No, no, <laughs> he does the uh, the million dollar man. Oh, no, that's right. He t- t- where he sh- he takes the check and he shoves it in the guy's mouth. <laughs> oh my God! I won't be around when this check clears. (laughs) And then he fucking walks out. But but before he, but as he's walking out, don't forget, as he's walking out, because he he leaves him with the two stooges, he gives a rip sign. Oh, remember course. that? As he's leaving, he turns oh, around, gives him the rip sign. That's it. Who the hell is he giving it to? No, this <laughs> to the other two. I mean, what the fuck? So they're leaving this. So they get back in the limousine and they're leaving this lavish mansion. And all of a sudden, they're out in Podunk, Mississippi. Yeah. And Hogan's like, "Where are you going, man? You got to turn this way." And a limo driver like does the classic. It's a classic limousine kidnap scene. Oh, he looks over. He looks at him in the <laughs> rear view mirror. The rear view mirror and just ignores him. So get, then they keep driving. He misses the other turn. He's like, "Where the hell are you <laughs> taking me?" And he goes to reach at him, and he puts up the the little divider, which isn't a glass divider. It's like this big piece of metal. Yeah, metal and then all like of a sudden, like, all the freaking windows turn into bulletproof metal. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is going but on the, here? But then Rip starts. Like terror, just just kicking destroy, the shit out of everything, and which causes the entire limousine to just start swerve. swerving. They, I mean, he's kicking a hole through the door if he kept going. <laughs> they run over like this wooden ticket booth, and next thing you know, they're in just again, they're in Podunk, Mississippi, and then they're in <laughs> a garage, some industrial <laughs> this place, some industrial, and they pull into this abandoned garage where four people just happen to be waiting, and they are like the the most stereotypical. Eighties white guy thugs that you can think of. They're, right. they're carrying crowbars because you know what? Since he didn't sign, we're just going to kill him. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're just we're going to kill Rip Thomas. That, yeah, that's that. Yes, that's essentially what they decided. I mean, one guy looks like Charles Bronson. I just you know, one guy's got the fro from Studio Fifty Four. I'll be honest. Since <laughs> I I truly do believe that McMahon is is at least kind of a racist. <laughs> But I, I'm actually surprised that he didn't have, like, some black thugs in no, this movie or this something was, like that. It was all pretty much white people. All white dudes. Except for Zeus being the big bad. Yeah. But they really build Zeus up. They do. They really So do. it's not like, you know, they, they're shitting on anybody. But so. it, unless you were a black athlete in the WWE in the 1980s, they weren't really shitting on you. Right. They weren't. But in this case, there was four white guys... Waiting for Rip Thomas to show up so they can kill him. So they can just <laughs> so they beat the execute him. Well, Rip Thomas ends up pulling a Spider-Man, crashing through 
the top of the limousine. Yeah, as soon as it stops, more or less. And ends up beating the shit out of these four men. Meanwhile, the limousine driver's inside, just watching in horror about what's going right, on. Because right, I don't think he ever gets out. No, he does not get out. Rip Thomas proceeds. Breaks just, the window and yeah. pulls him out, doesn't he? Yeah, at the end. After he ends up kicking the guy's asses right. who have weapons, uh, he pulls a limousine driver out who... There's a scene where it flashes to the back of the limousine driver's pants, and he's obviously oh. defecated himself. Oh, and Hogan's like pulling him up to him, he's like, What's that smell? <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Dookie! <laughs> it's so bad. It's so horribly it's bad. It's so bad. So after Rip Thomas... What's that smell? What's that smell? <laughs> so somehow Rip Thomas ends up in a... In, a, in, in the, I guess his home television Apparently, networks. that is a huge thing with McMahon, by the way, is shit jokes. Yeah. Like, he loves he shit loves jokes. He loves shit jokes. He's from Carolina. I didn't know that, but... A, I didn't know that until probably about a year ago. I was listening to some podcast, and they were talking about it. He loves dookie jokes. Vince McMahon loves the shit jokes, which mm-hmm. makes sense if you've ever watched WWE. They literally had shit dry, you know, fall yeah. on top of him and a yeah. bunch of other people. Loves the jokes. He loves them. Anyway, go ahead. So after that harrowing escape, <clears throat> Rip Thomas ends up, I guess, in his home uh, board television board meeting. <laughs> Shows no sign of being attacked at all. He's just fantastic. I guess it happens to him every other day. Yeah. Some television network was asylum, then they try to kill him. And at this meeting, Joan Severance, who was just brought on to be, I guess, uh, executive of advertising, they don't really... I, I, this part of the whole thing never made any sense <laughs> to me. Because she just is there. She's, She's in there. charge of, like, marketing. Marketing, yes. his personal... Yes. Uh, whatever, but... Whatever. How how is she working for this guy, and yet she, you know, as you well, find out later, she's working for Brell as yeah, well. Well, how the hell does that happen? Uh, it, uh, in the real world, remember, Terry Hulk Hogan. I mean, sorry, Terry Blea, played by Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry, whatever. And McMahon came out of the script. So Severance is giving this big lavish presentation about how to make more money off of Hogan. Right. I mean, Thomas. Yep. And Thomas is eye raping her call the entire time. Rip. Rip. Rip is eye raping her the entire time. Dude, like just eye raping is not good just, enough. Just just like I he, mean he's not even being like it's uh, he's not being overt about yeah. it. He is literally like, I'm gonna move the table out of the way so I can look at your snatch. Yeah. That's essentially what's going on. You heard it a thud really underneath the table. Bad. Yeah. It's, I mean he's just like looking up her legs or ass. He's like, I don't really care. And I guess that's supposed to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> what what what, what <laughs> we're the, supposed the, to be all right with that. The cherry on top is like she asked, what do you think about this rip? Rip's like, I only care about charity. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. I only care about charity. I only care so about charity. So she's like, okay, I'll pick you up at 8 o'clock tonight for yeah, dinner. Cause, yeah, Dress that nicely. Makes sense. After she's being eye raped, thank God it didn't happen these days, she's going to pick him up for dinner. So they go to this fancy French restaurant where um, he's dressing this. He looks like a televangelist. Looks fantastic. Hulk Hogan. Rip Thomas looks fantastic. Yeah. In this white getup. June Seven looks fantastic. And they have this French waiter. Who's just a dick. Who's just a dick talking down to, to Thomas. Because like he's, he's a meathead. Because he's a meathead. But you see this other employee 
notice Thomas and waves it's at like him. like a waiter. Yeah, waiter waves at him, and he tries to come up, and the, the, new, and the waiter just dismisses him. He's like, get, right. get, out, get out of here. So it turns out that, uh, you know, he's like, we don't have cheeseburgers and hot dogs. Yeah, he's just shitting all over. Just him. shitting all over. I mean, but then eventually the entire kitchen waitstaff comes out and says, "Well, the chef, who I chef. guess is also the owner, walks out and says, "Oh, so thank you to come back. Would you like the usual?" And then Hogan, I mean Rip Thomas, speaks in French. Yeah, <laughs> I really. Yeah, he's fine. There's nothing wrong. with Nothing the wrong French. with this. Fantastic. So then we switch over to Brell, and he's with his two toadies, and they go to this underground wrestling bar. They had tires for ring posts and this midget. I don't know. Bench. I think it was just a bar, just that, a bar that like had set up an area for people to beat the shit out of each other. They just, they just didn't beat. make any sense. It looked like a pit. It looked like yeah. <clears throat> I don't. Know, I mean, kind of. It looked like Thunderdome. That's what I was thinking. It looked, looked kind of like Thunderdome. Yeah. I mean, obviously not as elaborate as Thunderdome, but that kind of mm-hmm. concept. Right. So they walk in. So Brown is two titties walking. The waitress is like, "Look, are you guys?" Then you must be looking for the gay bar. The gay bar's across the street. Yes. Never hear that these days. (laughs) (laughs) And and they go have a seat, and they're drinking Schlitz. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. And uh, Brel's like, uh, I'll give... uh, And this is where you see the the cameo, somewhat cameo. I got... Two hands and one cock. So can I have three Schlitz? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So you have a cameo by Stan the Lariat Hansen in this, who was huge in Japan. Huge in Japan. Yeah, he never really caught on as much. Of it, but I've seen him, other than there, I've seen him AWA. in wrestling, and I've seen him uh, also in other things. Yeah, like he, I, I think I've seen him act in something else as well. I just can't remember what. <laughs> I, I, I kept on trying to remember, and I couldn't. So anyway, yeah. So he the two... Uh, fancy pants guys, David Paymer <laughs> and, and the other guy, um, are, you know, they order like some kind of fancy, like either wine or something. Yeah. And, and the waitress just keeps making fun of him, which that's over the top. The it's waitress a- has got like sh- basically shit stains on top of her <laughs> teeth. It's just insane. So the, they start making fun of her mm-hmm. and she's just like, uh, meet my brother, who was Stan La- Larry Hansen. Stan Larry. And this is when Brell's like, "I'll, you know, he's trying to get this idea how to compete with Hogan. Right. He's trying to invite his, I mean, he's trying to invent his own rip because he needs to get his ratings up. So he's seeing this fight before him. Do they ever actually say WWE in the beginning? Because I know that through the in rest the of the movie, they, do. they don't mention it ever again. They never mention it. No, they don't. So he yeah, Brell ends up offering like a was it. Some money to go in there and whoever's a winner of this match or something, this tournament. Um, and that's when Stan the Larry Hansen goes in and kicks the shell of the winner of the previous match. Yeah, the two were beating the crap out of each other, and he's and when the woman bring the bar, the woman the waitress comes over and gives him the beers. She's got like a he's got like a hundred dollar bill or something, right. and he and uh, he said. Uh, she said, my brother doesn't like you or something or, or some bullshit like that. And uh, he, he says, you would tell your brother that he can keep the, the change mm-hmm. if he goes in there and beats the shit out of that guy. Mm-hmm. So that's how it kind of starts. Right. And that's where he formulates this whole idea 
about the Battle of the Tough, the Battle of the tough Guys. <laughs> Yet another wonderful fucking name. The Battle of, Battle the, of the Tough, tough guys. guys. So St. Uh, Han- Hansen goes there and kicks the crap out of him, and Brawls has this idea. So his two cronies then have to go to the bathroom. Right. And this bathroom, I mean... It's the worst bathroom. It, you, <laughs> you think about uh, train spotting. Yes. When he goes into the toilet and train spotting. Essentially, the entire bathroom is kind of like that. Just disgust. There's a dog in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. There's, there's a two troughs that are just overflowing with piss. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and so the two cronies go up and they're starting to take a piss and they're talking about this, this shithole. My God, I can't believe we're all serious. These are the stupidest, <laughs> crudest, most subhuman beings I have ever encountered. And those waitresses, they ought to be in body bags, not wet t-shirts. Would <laughs> these idiots even know the difference? <laughs> Great color, Brill says. Yeah, if you like slime green. <laughs> How about pus yellow? <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Certainly not you, sir. We meant the other idiots. Yeah. I mean, the gentleman. No, 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 don't, please. What? What? What do we got here? A teeny one. And here's another. It ain't even worth it. Hanson comes out of the bathroom out of the stall and puts his shoulder around both of them and looks down. Teeny <laughs> wanger. <laughs> what do we got here? A couple of teeny wangers. It's just his delivery is perfect. Teeny wangers. We got a couple of teeny wangers. <laughs> and then they they do bring the joke back later, which yeah, is which is, is right which is good. right now. What happens is so the next the next day, Brell has his press conference where he announces the show Battle of the Tough Guys, and he offers a hundred thousand dollars tax free to the winner of the competition. They're all like tax free. We're going to leave it off there for this week. Next week is part two of No Holds Barred. Hope you're enjoying it. I'm telling you, it is a it is a diamond in the rough, especially coming up here on WrestleMania weekend. Paul and I are excited. It's uh, almost like Christmas for us. Anyway, make sure to listen to us on Stitcher, subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, JB's Driving Podcast. We're all over the place. All over the freaking place. Um, with that being said, uh, make sure you enjoy WrestleMania coming up. WWE Network. Not getting paid by them, but you can sign up for a free trial 30 days. Also have some big announcements. We have a big uh, May podcast month here in Maryland. We are stationed in Maryland, and we're going to be cross-promoting some different podcasts as the, as the as medium grows. So we're looking for that as well. In the meantime, as I said, have a great week, great weekend. Check out WrestleMania coming up. No holds barred part two. Um, we'll be we'll be with uh, part two next week. All right. <laughs>